Well, well, well. Bolt fam, we are back for another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, and it is an especially sweet episode because the Chargers just just beat the Raiders uh, about, what, an hour and a half ago? And, um, yeah, week one dub, super fucking exciting. 24-19, I believe, was the final score. Mm-hmm. 24-19. Um, Colin Appel here with Miles Ruka. How you doing, man? You don't even got to ask how I'm doing, man. I'm man. It's been it's been an awesome day for football, man. A uh, lot of great games on today, but obviously, elephant in the room is your boys brought it home. Um, your boys and company in the in the powder blues and the yellow pants brought it home today. Got it done against the Raiders. Um, you know the Raiders. Bitter, rival, bitter rivalry. Um, game was definitely closer than it should have been. Um, we were the better team for pretty much all 60 minutes, but we'll get into that. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm great, man. Yeah, dude, it, it was a, a heck of a day getting the dub was so satisfying and yeah, a little bit of a scare there in the fourth quarter, but all in all, I mean, this defense came up huge and they, they're really the, the big story of today. I mean, the offense had their ups and downs. Herbert's going to Herbert. I mean, he looked great at times. I definitely feel like yeah, at times they were limited by some of the play calls and, and we'll kind of get into that here in a bit, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a win. It's an NFL win. Um, you take them any way they come, you know, any way you slice it, you take an NFL win any, any day of the week. So one to know on onward and upward to bigger things and, and to a, you know, a big season. So just second year in a row, we've gotten a week one dub. So, it's uh, it's good vibes going into the sh- the short week and heading into Kansas City. I think this is how many week. I know we were at a streak. We were yeah, we had won three straight. So this is our fourth straight week one victory because this one Washington and then Cincinnati and then Indianapolis. So this is number four in a row. Yeah, Chargers showing out on week one. Um, realistically, those scores today was Chargers twenty four, Devontae Adams nineteen. But we will we will get into that. <laughs> For fucking real. Um, but hey, man, what you drinking? What you drinking a little post-game here? Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny you ask because I, I started my day off. So I watched the first half at a uh, neighborhood sports bar. And I uh, ordered a Boulevard Wheat. And then I moved over to some Nooners, some High Noons. And, uh, you know, once I got a little bit of seltzer in me, we were coming home to watch the game at home for the second half. And I was like, you know what? Let's just stop by the local local store, get some claws, and uh, I'm drinking a tangerine claw at the moment as we speak. So it's it, it tastes great. Uh, it tastes a lot better than it would have if the Chargers would have somehow found a way to lose that game. So they're going down smooth and easy tonight. Yeah, man, I haven't had the tangerine. I'm I'm not a huge white claw fan, but I do like I do like tangerine flavored things. So maybe I have to give them the give him a taste sometime but over here this is the problem with sunday recordings for me is you know i got class monday i'm always i'm always recovering from the saturday night out you know nebraska took a massive loss yesterday um so i definitely went a little bit ballistic but i am drinking right here and wanted something a little bit sweet um at the store last week i got some uh half and half so i got some lemonade um iced tea half and half with some vodka in there no, it is vodka free as of right now. Um, I should have thrown some of it, honestly. <laughs> honestly, for the sake of it, yeah, there's vodka in here just for the sake of our podcast. A little, little splash. Yeah, just a little micro dose. But, um, All right. No, I'm drinking half and half. It's, I mean, it tastes amazing. I'm kind of in recovery mode as well. But, hey, man, victory, victory tastes better than any beer would right now. So. Yeah. Hey, well, let's do a virtual cheers here because I, I can see you. I know the, the listeners can't see us, but I can see you. So we'll do a little cheers there. And uh yeah. Love it, man. Mm. But yeah, let's that's good stuff. Let's talk let's talk some football. How about it? Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, um, you know, first reactions, instant reactions. You know, this is our Chargers Powder Hour post game coverage. And uh, you know, I think initial reaction for me was just wow, this defense this defense is the reason we won this fucking game. And I mean, there were I mean, there were times in the the second half where, you know, I I thought, man, 
all this offense has to do is go down and score a touchdown, and this thing is out of out of reach. It's essentially over. Um, they weren't able to do it, but this defense kept giving them opportunities, kept putting the ball back in their hands, and big play after big play. They they all they 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 bended. They never broke, and um, just a, a solid performance all in all by the defense. And um, yeah, Khalil Mack, man. Three fucking sacks, uh, six total tackles. I want to say, um, just just a fucking stud, man. Going off against his his former team, God, it's so fucking refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I might need a Cleo Mac jersey. I might need a Cleo Mac jersey. I was like, dude, if I had some money right now, shit, I'm the Cleo Mac jersey is going to be the, the first thing I'm going to order because, dude, he's. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Like, even on even outside of his stats, I mean, it was pretty much just constant pressure on Derek Carr the whole game, and that opens up things for, you know, Joey. Joey had a sack today. You know, Derwin came off the edge. He got a sack. You know, everyone yeah. everyone was hopping in on the party, man. But it was just yeah, – yeah. it was crazy, dude. It was – Joey had 1.5 sacks today, actually. Go. Well, like, I mean, dude, yeah, Khalil Mack is – he's the real deal for sure. Yeah, I think – uh the the other person that Bosa shared his second sack with was Morgan Fox, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct. So, so yeah, just a dominant showing by the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I think the un, unsung heroes of that game, Sebastian Joseph Day. I, I saw Austin Johnson make some nice plays in the run game. And how about this linebacking group, man? They 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 uh came out and had a pretty nice showing. Um, nothing. I mean, Drew obviously the, the pick by Drew Tranquil. And was it the second or third quarter? I think it was the third quarter. Second. Um, Tranquil was the second. Second quarter. quarter. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the correction yeah, there. No, um, I mean, that was obviously a big, big time highlight and, and play of the game. But uh, man, Kenneth Murray Jr. looked kind of like his old self, his rookie self, flying around out there, uh, making tackles, flying in to to help the run game, and, and he, uh, you know, he just found himself in, in good positions throughout the game. So. Um, yeah, I was impressed just really all around by this defense, all, all three phases, um, just impressed by what they were able to do against uh, an offense like this. It didn't even, it didn't even feel like we were watching like a normal chargers defense today. Like, did you, did you get that sense? Like when we were watching the game that it was just like, this is weird. Like we weren't, we're, we've never been used to, you know, being able to let, you know, stop the run. We haven't been used to you know, getting constant pressure like they did today. And then, I mean, what Devontae Adams did is just what Devontae Adams does. Like, he just balled. Like, he balled. But, yeah. again, but, the, like, even if so, like, outside of that even, I mean, I think Renfro had two two catches. Um, I know Waller, Waller had four, and he had a decent chunk of yards. I think he got four for 60-something. But, like outside of that, it was constant pressure and DBs. Derwin was just flying around like normal, dude. That three looks so clean on him. By the way, I'm, I'm actually I was kind of upset that he changed <laughs> yeah, from thirty three, but three looks clean. But uh, Bryce Callahan looked good. ASJ, like they just like you said, every every aspect of the game was. They didn't play a perfect game. Nobody plays a perfect game, especially not when you give up one hundred sixty yards to a receiver. But you're not gonna play a perfect yeah. game always. But they. They were close. Like it was really good. Yeah, I will say too. I mean, obviously, this, the biggest storyline for the Raiders coming in was the addition of Devonte Adams and how this offense was going to be a lot different. And I was surprised just how involved he was. I mean, it, it was literally like the, like Carr like did not look anywhere else. I mean, I know he hit Waller on a few receptions, and later in the second half, you know, he had found Renfro for some targets and catches. And I believe he had a touchdown to Brandon Bolden on a wheel route. So it wasn't like it was solely Devontae Adams, but it might as fucking well have been because like every time he targeted him or looked his way, I was like, Oh my gosh, like if they, and they did end up losing the game. I'm like, they're kind of, it felt like to me, the Raiders showed a lot of their cards already in week one. Like this is going to be the offense for them. Like it's, Fuck it, Devonte down there somewhere. Like, like I mean, I was just like the, the the amount of targets and attention he got. Now, granted, we still couldn't find a way to fucking stop it, 
So, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due. But there's also a guy that we were missing today. Um, it goes by the name of J.C. Jackson. And he'll be on this field eventually. And the next time we see the Raiders, he will be on the field. I mean, knock on wood. But, yeah, when you when you factor about how well this defensive unit looked today and played today, and then you think, oh, shit, <laughs> J.C.'s not even out there yet. Like, it, it's it's just really good, really good sign. I know. I, I thought about that a few times today, too. Um, like, maybe arguably – well, shit, I'm not even going to say best player on this defense. JC won't be. He'll be top five on this defense. But, like, you just see, like, I don't know, man. There's just so much talent on this defense. And it just – there's just a different vibe about watching him today. You know, Khalil Mack just – I know before we hopped on, I wanted to say what I wanted to say about him. But, like, I'm, like, speechless about him. Like, you guys watch the game. You know, like, holy shit. Like, he's good. Really good. Um, but yeah, JC's yeah. not JC wasn't even out there today. Um, but I do think dudes like Bryce Callahan and ASJ stepped up when they needed to. You know, that's kind of the thing. Yes. Like you said, Ben don't break, but at the at the end of the day, they the defense stepped up when it needed to. So Yeah. And they didn't even have to bend that much. I think that I mean that's really the biggest takeaway I think when you talk about this defense today is obviously they weren't perfect, you know, they didn't they didn't post up a shutout or anything like that. Um, you know, they, they gave up some points, he gave up some big plays. Um, you know, it's just, it's the, the ebb and flow of an NFL game. Like things are going to happen. You're going to find yourself, you know, uh, find yourself in a bad position at times and you just got to adjust, you got to adjust and you got to make a play. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they let the Raiders kind of hang around. I, I would, I wouldn't say they let them come back into the game. I think they were, they were always kind of just hanging around and, you know, I think if, if there is one frustrating thing from today, it's the lack of, and not just the offense, but I mean, more so on the offense because the defense did everything they could. I mean, they turnovers, sacks, forced fumbles, um, just the, the lack of this team being able to put the Raiders away, I think is just the, the only thing you can be even semi kind of, I don't know, wouldn't even say upset, but just like a bad taste in your mouth, I guess. But other than that, I mean, this team, the special teams unit looked great. Can we talk about J.K. Scott for a second? Because he looked fantastic today. Very good. Yeah, he that dude's got a rocket leg. I don't know. That, that was – we straight fleeced the Packers in that one. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, it wasn't a trade or anything. But, I mean, I don't know why they let him go. There's got to be something going on there. But, yeah, his hang time is, like, insane, insanely good. And he also just punts it like a country mile. He looks really good as a puncher. I'm yeah. a punting expert, but – he looked really good. Yeah, and he doesn't sexually assault women either. But hey, good no. call. <laughs> we don't want we'll, uh, that did have a punch. We'll straight there. from that topic, but we'll just say we we love our punter. All right, he he had a hell of a game, and um, yeah, man, that that special teams unit. I mean, I think outside of that missed forty nine yarder by Hopkins, I mean, they they really had a flawless game today. I had a bad feeling going into that forty nine yarder just because. I don't know, but that's that was kind of one of those areas where when that happened or when I saw that that happened, I was like, shit, like this is when the old Chargers, you know, wouldn't shut the door. This is like where we would just come up short and it all starts with things like that. New Chargers, however, still got the job done. So we got that going yeah. for us now. We do. And um, yeah, man, it was like, like I said, you know, in the end, Everything worked out, and um, yeah, just a dominant performance by this defense. Um, before we before we jump into our uh, players of the game and s- some other content that we're going to get into, I wanted to talk about our bold takes that we he, that we put out there on the pregame episode on on Friday, because both of our bold takes, both of them. Count them two for two, baby. Both of them came through, and uh, man, it was just when when the first one came through, I texted you and I was like, "Holy shit!" My bull prediction came through, and you're like, "I know, like, I, like that's crazy." And then uh, before we hopped on, we uh, I had realized, you know, I'm like, "Oh shit, yours came through too." So I wanted to, wanted to talk about those for a quick sec because I thought that would be fun. But 
Uh, we'll start with you, man. You, your bold prediction was that this defense was going to get six or more sacks, and you hit it on the fucking head, man. Six sacks by this defense week one. Yeah, man, that was – I mean, go me, I guess. Like, I kind of popped off there, but – I just knew that, you know, Raiders O-line was not great. Um, our whole D-line is healthy. Um, it just seemed, seemed like something that was going to come true, and here we are. And then you yourself, your bold take was even more bold than that, and it came through. So tell us about that one. I don't know, honestly, I don't know. I just had a feeling that they were somehow going to find him or incorporate him like in a red zone opportunity, and it, that's exactly what happened. And Xander Horvath. Golf clap. Golf clap I mean, first touchdown of his NFL career coming week one at home. You know he's going to keep that football. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a little little out outbreak pass from Justin Herbert. I believe it was play action, I want to say. Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. So I, I think I even mentioned that it was going to be just one of those, you know, dump offs in the flat like we used to run to neighbors and that's exactly what it was so yeah like little leak just leaked to the outside and and no one was there um yeah man <laughs> as soon as it happened i was like holy shit that's horvath uh that, that was great that was fun to watch and um dude he, he's a stud i mean i think when you talk about just like what a fullback should bring to this to your team like ideally at that position that's you want the most athletic person that you can find. And I, I think that's, you know, he's definitely an upgrade over neighbors in that sense. So I'm excited to see what other, you know, packages and plays they have kind of, kind of built up for him. But uh, that, that was, that was fun to watch. I wasn't expecting that one to come through, but Hey, fuck shit. Should have gone to Vegas. I, man. Yeah, I was about to say, I wish that the, uh, I wish we could see the Vegas odds on first touchdown score Xander Horvath where, should have thrown down like five bucks on it. You probably could have made a stack. Yeah. So, dude, both of us, we would have put down some money on our bold we predictions. Would we would have, we would have came home with some cash. Dude, should have. Maybe we'll go. Hopefully, hopefully that trend will continue. Hopefully, we'll go two for two. This up. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just have to bet our bold predictions from here on out. I think so as well. But yeah, man, happy for Horvath. First NFL game, first touchdown. It's got to be a great feeling for him. Um, loved what I saw. Yeah, off for sure. Of him outside of the touchdown. Um. He's just kind of a wrecking ball, it seems. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how how his season progresses. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, six six sacks, Sander Horvath touchdown. We hit the nail on the nose. So, yeah, yeah, man. So let's keep it up. We're one for one. Let's uh let's keep the streak going this next week against Kansas City, and um, we'll just this this will just be a weekly segment that we do how we how we nail the bold predictions every week. Yeah. Simple enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's move on here. Uh, I did want to get into, you know, there, there were just some really great performances put together by this, this chargers team. And I didn't want to, you know, not recognize these players. So I, I had my top three players of the game and I asked you to, to get your three t- top three players of the game. I know for sure we're probably going to share one, if not two of them, but, uh, you know, uh, I can go ahead and start us off. Khalil fucking yeah, Mack. Well, there's one of them all. Holy, holy shit, Dude. man. Like, I feel like with three this, sacks. I feel like this whole episode, we've just talked about Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a Khalil Mack. It's deservedly so. Yeah, it's going to be a Khalil Mack episode. So, but, but, I mean, rightfully so. Three sacks, six tackles, and, I mean, just – as good as advertised. This is the player that you went out to get in the off season. Uh, I just, it's, there's a bunch of reasons why this game is. Oh, so satisfying and sweet. You know, it's over a division rival. It's revenge from week 18 of last season. Um, you know, there's a bunch of storylines in this game, you know, former players playing their former teams, Khalil Mack being one of them. And, I mean, just going out there, starting the season like that against a former team, sacking your former quarterback, it's got to be the fucking sweetest feeling in the world. So, you know, he's he's loving it. And, uh, you know, Brandon Staley is just like has has a smile on his face right now. I mean, Bosa and Mac coming off the edge. What a time. 
what a time to be a Chargers fan. But yeah, man, Khalil Mack, that, that's my first player of the game. And the next guy that I wanted to shout out was his counterpart, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, one and a half sacks a day. Um, just found himself. I mean, he, he Bosa was being Bosa, you know, he found himself in, in great positions all day long. Uh, you know, he knows this defense now. There's some continuity. He knows what Brandon Staley is envisioning. And um, yeah, man, he's he's just, you know, low-key Joey Bosa. He's disrupting everything. You know, he's a monster. And um, yeah, that that I mean, I don't know what else to say about that, but he was my second player of the no, game. I, I love that pick. And then, I love that pick. Sorry, I just want to mention real quick. I love that pick. Oh, no, I go, love go that for pick it. for Joey just because – you know, Khalil's the one that's getting all the love right now on social media and everything. And, you know, it, honestly, it seemed like it felt like compared to, like, defenses in the past, Joey was quiet today. But it, the only reason that it felt that way is because now we just have two wrecking balls yeah. on both sides. It's not one. He did have a sneaky good yeah. game. Like, no, you he wouldn't. did have a very good I mean, game. You, you look at the stats and you're like, oh, shit, one and a half sacks, a couple tackles. Also, his helmet is ugly as hell. I don't know who designed. I noticed dude, that him and Nick because yes, Nick was the is. same one, dude. Them things are so ugly, but yeah, man. I hope you mentioned uh, Joey. Yeah, so I mean, both those guys, you know, screamed players of the game for me. The third guy that I thought played, if it wasn't for Cleo Max freak game, I would have probably given him the player of the game for this entire fucking team, and that's Bryce Callahan. I mean. You're charged with shutting down Hunter Renfro, who's been one of the the sneakiest, uh, trickiest slot receivers to to, to kind of lock down over the last season or so in the league. And not only did you do that, you had an interception, and you, you just he was flying around back there, man. You, you didn't even hear Renfro's name until like the fourth quarter. I felt like so, um, you know. Aside from a couple seven eight yard gains you know, that Renfro had, like, that was it. So lockdown day from Bryce Callahan. I mean, I think all of the conversation is over about who our slot cornerback is now because it is Bryce fucking Callahan without a doubt. Um, well, yeah, just uh, he left me speechless today after some of the, some of the plays that he made in coverage. So, yeah, that, he, those are my top three. But, but I would say Callahan – Edges Bosa as far if if I you don't have to rank them but if I had to rank them I mean it goes Mac and then Callahan I mean those those two guys um, were the difference makers for me today. Yeah, I like the I like the fact that you mentioned Callahan. I I did I think there was one podcast I mentioned he was kind of my you know sleeper for like most underrated signing this offseason for us and yeah I mean you saw why today do you remember that I mean he shut Renfro down and he he's you know Renfro's just that sneaky little slot guy that. You know he could put he could put folks in a blender sometimes. So yeah, but again, yeah, we didn't hear his name much other than that. He had that one long fourth down, and that was about it. But um, yeah, I like those picks yep. a lot. So for me, I mean, obviously, I wanted to say I want to say Mac, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do three. Different. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think everyone yeah. has to have him in their top three. I game. mean, I would put him in mine, but just for the sake of conversation, I'm gonna say three completely different ones than you. So my first one, I'm gonna go okay. to the offensive side of the ball, DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter was very Ooh, impressive yeah. today. Um, very nice game. Um, especially, you know, Keenan left with a ham- hamstring. I hope to God he's all right. It didn't sound like it was super serious, but, again, we don't know that for sure. But, yeah, DeAndre Carter filled in really nicely for Keenan's absence today. Um, so I'll go DeAndre Carter for one of them. Um, again, and when we signed Carter, we all just thought he was going to be like a return guy, you know, not nothing really special. But, no, he showed that he can be a lot more than that. Uh, my second one, I'm gonna go Zion Johnson making his debut today. Um, you know, when the when the yeah. game got thin, uh, it was him that they ended up running behind. You know, there it was him that you know Eckler was he was leading the way for Austin Eckler. So obviously they put some trust in him as a rookie all already, and it was just his first game out. Um, so yeah, I really liked what I saw from Zion Johnson today. Uh, I don't think he gave up any pressures. I can remember. I think the only person on our O line today that really struggled was, you know, Trey Pipkins. But uh, we can get to that later too. And even then, dude, he even then, like, how many sacks? I mean, I have it right here pulled up in front of me. Back, how many sacks did Lawrence. Max Crosby have? Just they had Crosby had zero yeah, sacks. No, nobody got a sack. 
I mean, yeah, no, that they didn't allow a sack the whole game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, obviously they played good enough. They played plenty good enough to win. You can just tell that, you know, Crosby just has an edge over Pipkin. So like when he's out on the field, you can just kind of tell who the better player of the two is. But again, he, I mean, he yeah. did enough to win the game. He kept Herbert clean. Like he did do enough. Yeah. Um, but then for my third guy, see, I got to think of one now that no, I'm not using Khalil. You know, I'll go. Mm, no, I'm gonna go um, Sante Samuel Jr. Honestly, and some people might look at the stat sheet and think, well, he gave up 160 yards to Devontae Adams. He stepped up when it mattered, though. You know, he had that he had that one big pass breakup on that drive that they got into like fourth and or third and 25. He had a big pass breakup on that play. Um, he got the pick, um, obviously on that deep ball from Carr. And yep. no flags. Uh, I don't think we had – the only person that had uh, DPI was Michael Davis, and that was on that two-point conversion. So no flags for Asante yeah. today, which we know that that's been a problem for him in the past. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Asante. Yeah. If I had to choose a fourth one, it would probably be Derek Carr because he gave us the ball a few times. But um, I'll, just, I'll stick, with the, <laughs> I'll stick yeah. with the players in the powder blue. Yeah. I think Derek Carr could definitely be a player of the game for the Chargers in that aspect. Um, yeah, we – we like we like playing Derek Carr. I mean, sure, you know, week eighteen, you know, it's NFL. Like we're not going to win every fucking game against the rivalry, but uh, tough one to lose. But I mean, I think overall, I mean, we've had success against this team and this quarterback. And yeah, man, I mean, th- th- those are great picks. Those are great picks. Um, and, and I appreciate you doing it for the <laughs> the sake of conversation. But I, I definitely think you know Khalil Mack. You know, I, I don't. You know, I. I th- I'm not gonna give you a hard time for not picking Khalil Mack, but um, yeah, that's, well, that's uh, an obvious one. That's just kind of that's a consensus. One, yeah, so. I wanted to be a little more fun. Yeah, for, for sure. No, I did. I did want to touch on the penalties for a second though, because that was a uh, an aspect of the game that I thought was was. I mean, it was a pretty clean game, very good game in that that sense as well. I mean, a couple penalties here and there, but they weren't backbreakers. You know, I think they had one offensive holding penalty in like the second quarter, maybe. Um, it was Trey McKitty had had an offensive holding penalty. Um, I can't. I think it was like right before the half. But uh, I mean, they they overcame it. They were able to move the chains after that. And um, yeah, you mentioned that the one the one defensive pass interference penalty by Michael Davis. You know, that was on a two point conversion, so it really didn't didn't do anything um because a play later the the raiders fall started and that was five yards back <laughs> in the opposite direction so um pretty clean game clean game in that aspect and uh yeah that that was a good thing to see because you know that's i think that had been some of their I mean, we definitely knew it was an issue in the week 18 game you know with how many penalties we got called for and you know it's nothing's more frustrating to me then watching a game and seeing a guy break for 30, 40 yards and then dying that slow death, that slow, painful death the next 60 seconds afterwards when you see the flag come out, you see the refs huddle, you see guys on the, on the other side of the football kind of start clapping and, and walking back the other way, and you're just like, fuck me, dude. I know. I was That's I the honestly, worst. I was waiting for a flag on the uh... – on Asante's uh, pick just because, you know, there was kind of a jumble of players down there. I just couldn't tell if somebody was hitting somebody, but it, yeah. it, it was one of those that just felt like it was too good to be true, you know? So I was like, no, there's no way, but hey, here we are. How about the fucking call when, so I'm glad you brought up um, Asante's pick because I, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. I mean, I kind of did. I mean, it makes sense now that like once they explained it on, t- on the broadcast, but Asante's pick where they ruled him down at the two. I thought that was kind of like bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was tough. Cause that was obviously, obviously the fact that we were down at the two and not the 20 was kind of a drive killer already. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should ask like, are, were you aware of that rule? Because I was like, when, because he, he caught it and the broadcast like went to halftime or went to commercial. Um, and like, it wasn't until they got back on the broadcast and, and then the announcer started kind of explaining why they marked the ball at two. And I was like, 
that doesn't make any sense. He caught it and then like fell into the end zone. Like I get forward progress and like kind of how like I get I get how that works and like I I could see if like he had caught it and like maybe paused for a second with the ball in his hand sitting there and then went to the end zone. But like in one swift motion like he like it's bang bang like he, you're falling into the end zone as you're catching this ball. Yeah, you're on the two when you like actually make contact with it, but like you're still falling into the end zone. So I don't know. Like I I I wasn't aware of that rule. And I didn't really know that situation. It's not like that happens pretty often. I guess no, not necessarily. I wasn't really on. I wasn't really aware of what was going to happen. But honestly, like that's one of those rules that's kind of tough because if you think about it, he did land in play and then did like fell into the end zone like honestly I thought in all honesty I thought that could have been a safety I know that's not actually the rule but just the way that it looks you know because he did have two feet down in the field of play and then was down in the end zone so I didn't really know the rule but I thought it should have been a touchback yeah I was just like man that's and the reason why that was so big is because I mean obviously exactly how the Raiders would have wanted it to turn out is you know, chargers come back out and then they have to pretty much run, run, run just to get some fucking breathing room. Um, you know, let alone try to get a first down and sure enough, three and out a punt, they get the ball back midfield. Like, you know, the, the, those two picks, the, the Asante and the Callahan pick were basically like, it was two for one mm-hmm. because, or I mean, like both picks, I mean, because of the situation of the first pick, I mean, the first interception, that second one kind of just like negated that and like brought him back to midfield where they probably should have been already at that point, you know, had the offense gotten the ball at the 25 instead of the two. So it was kind of like, I don't know. I mean, in in hindsight, it's not a a huge deal. You know, we got the, we got the win, but it's just one of those moments in the game where it's like easily, you know, one, one, like one little twist of the dial and they're, they're sitting so much, better off versus, you know, having these, I mean, they're still game changing plays, but um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And now I'm aware of that, I guess. Yeah. It's, it was definitely kind of weird. Just, it's just so bang, bang that it's kind of hard. It's just so bang, bang that it's kind of hard to know. Like, (laughs) I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to put what I'm thinking into words, but it's so bang, bang. Like in the moment of time, it's hard to judge. Like, Okay, well, that needs to be spotted here. That needs to be spotted somewhere else. Like the significance of it later yeah, on. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we actually yeah, were no, a bit of a hole to start that drive. Yeah. No thanks. And that's the game where, like, I, I, I get where you, you can go down a rabbit hole of, like, well, you know, and then there's exactly thousands of different alternate realities. Where like, well, th- like, if this did happen, then, like, you know, you, you can't play time fortune teller. Uh, you know, it's just you got to roll with the punches. And the Chargers did that. And, you know, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, they closed it out. They got the dub. One last thing I did want to bring up before we go into the uh, the turning point of the game. Uh, I brought it up, I think, on it was either the pregame pod or it was our two episodes ago where, uh, you know, we were kind of doing like our season predictions and stuff like that as far as like awards and team awards. The Chargers had three forced fumbles again today. Guess how many of them they recovered? Zero. Zero. Fucking zero. I honestly could not believe it. Every fucking time the ball was jarred loose, I like, I just laughed because like at this point, like the fumble gods are just not on the Chargers fucking side. Like they're just not. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I definitely that one on Renfro on fourth down. I thought for sure we'd get on that one. And then the other two were the yeah. other two were strip sacks, weren't they? Yeah, one by Bosa, one by uh, Mac, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, because there was the one to end the game. But uh, yeah, no, I it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I thought that in my head when I was seeing all these fumbles that didn't get recovered by us. Um, I mean, hey, sometimes it's just lucky bounce. We are getting the ball out though, which is obviously good. We need to keep that up. But you know, it's just all about it's a game of inches. It's a game of bounces. It's you know, it just it just didn't bounce our way today. But hey, it's okay. We're we're still forcing them. 
and we got picks and sacks to make up for that. So can't really be too upset yeah. about anything defensively from this game. Yeah, it's it's definitely easier to to not. I mean, it's doesn't sting as much today. I mean, it didn't cost us anything, and you know, like you said, we had plenty of other takeaways and, and big plays on defense to to kind of you know overcome those. But just a theme that I've I've been paying attention to for the last probably like literally all of last season and going into like this season. Um, so to see those three today, I was like, oh my god, like are you are you kidding me? Like at some point, um, this team has to recover a fumble. I mean, it's great that they're forcing them. Keep keep forcing them. I mean, I'm not not mad about that. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like I, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, they're artists at that. So keep those coming. Um, it would just be nice. And 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 you know the the tides do have to, to turn at some point, and, and they definitely will start bouncing our way. But yeah, I just thought that was a funny. <laughs> I was like, man, I have to bring this up on the podcast tonight. No, yeah, it's 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 weird, man, but. Hey, it is it is what it is. We got out of there with a the win, so at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. So well, that's great, man. So all right, well, the the last thing I really uh wanted to kind of talk about in today's episode that, you know, I, I as I was watching the game, I was kinda asking myself this question, especially in the fourth quarter, and I was asking myself this question before it it had happened. I was it was more of a sense of like who's going to make this play. And it was, you know, what, what is the, the turning point of the game? And there's a lot of ways I think you can interpret that question. You know, well, what do you mean by the turning point? Um, what I mean, I mean, I factor in a lot of different things like momentum, you know, how the, the two sides are playing, you know, the, the time of the game, you know, it's the fourth quarter, um, all that goes into it. Right. But for me, you know, I was, I was thinking about a couple, and I think there are a couple that you could argue as a fan. And you know, no, to me, you know, it was this one. No, it was this one. But for me, it was really the two point conversion, the failed two point conversion by Las Vegas after they had come down and scored. I mean, they had all the momentum on their side, so I factored that into it. You know, they they had to go for two. You know, if they would have kicked a, a, a extra point, they'd still be down by four. So it was it was pointless to go for the extra point. They they had to go. I mean, it could have been, uh, you know, placed on the thirty yard line, and they're still going to go for it <laughs> because like it's just you know where the, where the game is at. But um, that failed two point conversion to me just was enough momentum, enough of a momentum swing back in the Chargers' favor. Where hey, it's still a five point game. They still have to score a touchdown. That that I mean, this defense, as well as they've been playing all game, I think the confidence of that right away, knowing like, hey, we can give up a field goal. Fuck a field like they want a field goal, they can kick field goals all day. You know, that this they need a touchdown to fucking take over this game. And it never happened. And I think had the I mean, it's a completely different game if the Raiders get that, because now it's a three point game. They obviously you know got another shot at it. Um and a couple of big plays down the field. I mean, I think they were in field goal range. One of the fourth, fourth failed fourth down conversions, right? Yeah, um, or like pretty close. Close. I don't think. Well, because then they set themselves back a little bit. The right. So like was at the end of the game for the Raiders. Okay. So yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and, and look at the sequence of events, but. To me, that two-point conversion just like put enough, just enough momentum back in the Chargers' favor, and confidence in the defense to be like, "Hey, it's still a five-point game." You know, they still need a touchdown. This offense, they never went down and got more points, but every time they took the ball, they were at least taking time off the clock, and and that happened to be enough today. Um, but yeah, to me, I mean, if they get that two-point conversion, I think we're looking at. Not only obviously different scenario going going further in the fourth quarter, but momentum I think is even more so on the Raiders side. I mean that that stadium is going to get extra loud after a successful two two point conversion. So to me, it was I mean after the the failed two point conversion, I really thought okay, there's still enough here. I still think it's going to take a, a, a big effort from from the Raiders to 
to try to overcome this. Had they get that two-point conversion, I don't know if we're having the same happy conversation. Yeah, I I 100% um, agree with you. Um, I like that. I like the fact that you mentioned that because you asked me before we hopped on and really in my eyes, there wasn't really a ton of, you know, like, dude, I'm like just at like a loss for words tonight, but there wasn't a ton of turning points in the game for me personally until you mentioned that. And then it kind of got me thinking. So for me, I'm going to go with the fact that, um, so let's see, second half, they score the touchdown on their first drive. We get the ball back after their touchdown and we score. Next possession that, you know, they're making a little bit of a run down the field. And then next thing you know, they're backed up into a third and 25 and we held them to a field goal because they try to run that fancy shit on first down where (laughs) which was weird. And Joey Bosa just did Joey Bosa like things. The fact that we held them Bosa Bosa looked up and saw a car in front of him was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is going to be the easiest fucking play in my career. (laughs) That was just such a weird play, but. For me, I'll go with that momentum shift. Just I think holding them to a field goal was a massive win there. Just because, you know, they if they drive back down and score a touchdown, I think, let's see, at that point, what would the score have been in the game? I just had it pulled up. But see, they could drive down and make it a one-possession game and swing all the momentum. Yeah. I just think it was that bend, don't break, you know, give up a field goal here, not the end of the world, um, keep it a two-possession game, bend, don't break, Momentum stays on our side. You know, if they score there, that's a massive momentum shift. But they didn't. Um, yeah. We held them there. We got them backed up. And that was also kind of on their part for running that stupid-ass play to absolutely yeah, – man, it was horrible. But, like, I will take it, I guess. You're talking about the blown-up play that Bosa blew yeah. up? But, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the fact that we held them to a field goal there. I just think it kept the momentum going the way that it needed to be. So – yeah, no, I mean that's that's I mean that's a great point. I I definitely thought about that as one of my you know uh, key moments of the game. You know, those one of those you know breaking points of like, hey, you know, that very well could have gone the other way, and, and who knows how that affects the rest of the game. But yeah, I mean the way they just so quickly came down the field to start the second half and score a touchdown. I think immediately set up the entire rest of the second half and the rest of the game. Um, because before that, I mean, you're thinking as a, as a fan going into half, you're feeling good. You know, you're up two scores, you know, you just had an interception and you capitalized with a touchdown off of it. I'm sure you don't get the ball back at half, but defense has been playing well. There's no reason to think, Hey, we get a stop here. We get the, the offense back out there, get another score. Now it's damn near, out of out of touch, right? Um, and the opposite happens. Raiders go down, get a touchdown. Now you're thinking, oh fuck, like okay, offense. Let's let's get back out there. Let's see if we can put some more points on to overcome this. And uh, you know the offense just could not get going in the second half. Sure, they had the one good drive that resulted in a Gerald Everett touchdown. Um, hell of a play by Gerald Everett, by the way. Yard after catch, King. Dude, he looks like, slick. Dude's he looks slick in that number seven too. I know it's weird for a tight end to wear those single digits, but he pulls it off. And the visor, bro. The, the, visor, visor the visor is clean. Slick. But yeah, I was like, God damn, bro. But yeah, there there were definitely a few moments in the game where momentum maybe shifted a little, but overall, there wasn't really a massive play that just kind of totally took the game over. You know, it was kind of uh, there wasn't a. Ton of there were, games. but I. There were, but it was it was tougher to kind of judge in this game because like every time it happened, like the Chargers let the Raiders hang around. So like, I think you very easily could have picked either one of like you know the 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 Callahan pick, the the Sante pick, you know one of the Bosa's sacks or one of the Mac sacks like in the second half. Like those all easily in the, in, in themselves could have been like you know. Uh, key moment of the game like turn you know turnaround moment of the game but they were followed by you know the chargers offense going three and out or you know punting and giving the ball right back so like the raiders kept getting these opportunities and for me that's that's why i you know went back to that two-point conversion because 
as many great plays as we had in the second half, like it didn't really matter because we were giving the ball back mm-hmm. to them within like a minute or two minutes. And that was the most frustrating thing, I think, in this entire game. Um, it, it, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's kind of becoming like a Herbert blueprint. Like throw for 250 in the first half and then throw for like 65 yeah, in the I'm second happy. half. Or seventy-five I'm, in the second. I'm happy that you. And it's like that's. In the, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm, well, I'm. I just want to say I'm happy that you're bringing this up because, especially second half, the offensive calling was. Well, I mean, we played a near. Let's just be honest. We should have won today by like twenty-one, but the play yeah, calling in the second half so. was just weird. I don't know. Let Herb cook. It was bad. Let Herbert cook, man. Yeah. It. I didn't. I had this thought in my head twice in the second half, and I was like, what in the Anthony Lynn is going on out there? Yeah, it was like, weird. Obvious, like, yeah, I mean, we, we played so fucking conservative in that second half. I mean, you, I mean, yeah, I get you want to keep the clock running, but, like, what is this run, run, pass bullshit? Like, you have to open up the playbook. You have to be aggressive. You have to continue to step on their fucking neck um, you know, you don't coast after you're up two touchdowns. Like that's how you let teams get back into the game. And, and that, you know, it's just, I, I know it's not, it's, it's, it's none on Brandon Staley. You know, I think it's all, you have to look at, at Joe Lombardi and I'm not saying like, this is not me advocating for him to be fired or like, you know, hashtag fuck Joe Lombardi. No, like, but at some point you have to just be like, dude, come on. Like, you have all these weapons, like you're at home, like against a team that you hate, like the motivation to run it up, to stay aggressive should be there without it. And like, it's just run, run, pass. Eckler run, Kelly run. All right. Third and five guys. Oh, drop pass. Or, you know, it's like, I mean, it, you know, the Raiders, you know, it's a, you, you put yourself in an obvious pass situation on third down and the Raiders, you know, played, played well enough to, uh, kind of sniff those out. So I was frustrated as hell watching that second half of offense. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I was too. I think I honestly, I'm not going to blame the whole thing, but I think our play calling does matter. I mean, I think it took a turn after we realized Keenan wasn't going to be back in the game. Cause like, think about how many like third and shorts yeah, we missed yeah. because we were just, I don't know, we were yep. just running stupid shit and our run game was fine, but not on short downs. Our running game on short downs was horrid today. I mean, I, I, the, I think the yeah. only like third and short or fourth and short that we picked up running wise was on that last play to run out the clock. Um, so I, Xander, Xander had one, I think in the first yeah, half, Xander had the like first quarter, yeah, maybe. Right. But yeah, again, but still we were probably, I would guess on, you know, third, third and two or fourth and two, we probably averaged like less than a yard of carry. Like it was that bad, honestly, cause it's just so predictable. Yeah. And then, but. When you, guys, the, when you have guys like Keenan, you know, third and Keenan, like th- that really opens up the playbook for you a lot more. Yeah. The the play that the dumbass play of the game for me came on that fourth and one when they, it was more like fourth and one and a half. It was a long, they tried the QB it was sneak. a long fourth and one. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like a, what in the Anthony Lynn moment is going on well, right I now. I think Justin called that himself. Which I know, I I could tell from the broadcast, it looked like they were trying to to beat the the defense line to for them getting set. Like they definitely kind of tried to pull a fast one there. But it was just like, man, out of all the like, the most frustrating thing is when you like take a second to like like once it goes to commercial break and you can process what just happened. You're like, we have all those fucking skill players on fourth and one, and that's the more so fourth and two, and that's the best. Yeah play you came up with like that's the best thing you could draw up in your i mean come on like i don't know at some point i know drop passes were kind of an issue today and they kind of have been an issue over the last season or so but at some point like you know you got to trust your receivers and you know fucking spread them out on fourth and two and and you know get get five yards dumping it off to someone but um yeah, no, the, the play calling in the second half was definitely – it was is painful to watch at times. Dude, speaking of us on offense, I swear to God, if I see Roger Teamer on my TV one more time, I'm going to be upset. 
Like, I swear to God, like, why does that dude still <laughs> exist? But uh, that was just something random that I thought about during the game. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I think that, obviously, it was fun today. Uh, we have a lot going for us, a lot of good going into Thursday night. And we're 1-0, so can't really complain. And we're 1-0, baby. And that's what that's where we'll, we'll keep things. I mean, I don't have anything else to, to bring up. Do you got anything else you want to throw in there? No, I don't. I don't got much. Want to know? We won the day. We won the week. Let's let's one and oh, baby. We can sleep happy. This episode is going to be dropping on Victory Monday first thing. Um, so make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all of the latest news and updates about the podcast and about our Chargers. And look forward to that. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs preview episode that will be dropping on Friday. So, heck yeah, man. Chiefs coming up week two. We'll be there. We'll see the Bolt fam. We will see you guys this week. I'm so fucking pumped. So fucking pumped. Yes, sir. I only got four days away. So, let's get through this week, huh? Yes, let's do it, man. Good stuff. Well, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. And bolt up. Peace.